Hi, I'm Victor Milligan. And I'm Jennifer Isabella. Your co-host for Forrester's podcast, What It Means, we explore the major changes in the market influencing executive priorities. In this episode, we're sharing an interview from Data Strategy and Insights Forum 2018, in which Forrester analyst Brandon Purcell interviews now Ticketmaster CMO Catherine Frederick on the firm's data and personalization strategy for events. Let's take a listen. So I know that you guys at Ticketmaster and Live Nation are in the midst of this data enterprise strategy journey. Can you tell us a little bit about how it began and where you are today? Yeah, I mean, I think going back to the the, the very role itself, um, I think, you know, I was presented with an opportunity. Hey, what is our playbook going to be? What are we going to do? Uh, and a lot of that was... Uh, was a conversation I couldn't answer. We weren't measuring things. We weren't thinking about um, the outcomes we were trying to drive. And so from a pragmatic perspective, uh, we really had to go back and, and reach some of that core foundation and build it from the ground up. And so I think we started really narrow. I thought I think we had to um, with a handful of resources, Bob Ritter sitting in the front row and uh, Joined me from our from our last gig at, at Price Grabber, but as we think about data transformation, um, for us, Ticketmaster moves 15 tickets per second. Um, we operate in 29 countries and and move half a billion transactions a year. Um, when you're talking about a billion visits to the site every year and being the fifth largest global e-com player. Uh, you don't have the luxury of saying, how am I going to reach you versus you in a sort of manual um, manual way? And so I, I think our, our journey was predicated on getting the data to a good place. Yeah, right. I love the fact that you said you guys decided to start narrow. I think that that's yeah. so important. If you, Absolutely. If you try to boil the ocean, you're probably going to just end up incredibly frustrated, right? Right. Well, um, and I, I lived at Yahoo during what was formerly known as peanut butter days, right? So going wide and thin didn't really drive the outcomes we were looking for. Mm -hmm. And so I think going narrow and being able to evangelize and advocate the story through data was really important. Yeah. What was one of the narrow use cases you tackled first? Um, I I think it really was uh, going to to the core of what are you spending? What does it do? What does it achieve? Uh, what insights does that unlock? Just simply, um, that that then started the whole conversation around how does the data need to be framed, uh, architected, uh, and unlocked in order to drive value. Right, right. And we, we've talked a lot or in, in, in general and even in this conference about this idea of a 360 degree view of the customer and how elusive it is. And, and yesterday, one of my peers even said, you know, you have to stop thinking about this because it is so elusive. Um, and I, I think there, too, it's, it's important to start narrow and really prioritize the data that's going to bring you the most value and also that you have access to. Um, how have you approached this ever-expanding view of the customer at, at Ticketmaster? I mean, I think for us it was that sort of ruthless prioritization. If you think of our group um, as we stood it up within Ticketmaster as a startup, right? Mm-hmm. You, you're having to make these trade-offs and choices around um, where to start, what do you need to understand, but you think about what outcome you're trying to drive and what data helps you 
advocate how to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, how is it working? Is it not working? And and I think the honesty uh, that data gives you in terms of a common vocabulary is really critical. Right. Um, being able to have, uh, you know, my background, my educational backgrounds in both uh, psychology as well as uh, conflict and negotiations. Okay. Uh, so in in my role, I, I would say it is, it's 80% advocacy and evangelism around not only the marketing program, but the requisite data to unlock that value. And so I think for the use cases, when we look, about, look at that, uh, we've been able with just kind of a very pragmatic lens on what data we need to be successful um, and what data we need to be able to advocate around, um, it's given us a real opportunity to not only grow performance-based spend um, threefold in three and a half years, um, but also drive at the at the top line, which is probably the most common vocabulary, um, a billion and a half dollars of incremental revenue. Wow, wow, um, that's some serious number. So, so when you when you normalize to impact, right? People don't ask about the investments you're making along the way. Yeah, as as. Um, as scrutinizing. Well, I'm, I'm assuming that's a very compelling story to tell to your executive team as you're trying to figure out your budget for next year. Uh, it's, uh, you know, I think what, what's become increasingly uh, critical around that conversation is how to have that story, right? So when, you're, when, when I'm sitting with our CFO, the conversation is really around, as it relates to the data around marketing, mm-hmm. it's about incrementality. Mm-hmm. It's around efficiency of uh, cost per acquisition and, and, and that conversation. But when I look over to um, have you know, business conversations around with growth leaders, it really is about how does the data drive analytic decisions that identify new growth opportunities. And so I, I think for us, data has become that common vocabulary with which we can have those kinds of conversations um, uh, kind of around prioritization and investment. I love the fact that you're even having those conversations with these different um, stakeholders within the business. I mean, one of the biggest themes of today and the way that we started this was around coming together. Um, You know, you've mentioned, of course, the data team, your own team, the growth team. What other stakeholders do you you suggest need to be looped into this overall data enterprise uh, or enterprise data strategy journey? I I think that for us, um, you know, being both a service and sort of revenue arm of Ticketmaster, um, there's probably not a stakeholder we don't engage with, whether it's the teams that build the products and therefore we have to think at the very, very outset around what what is the data, how could the data be opportunistic for the business in terms of driving growth? Um, are we, are we, do we need to stop and think about measuring the experience? Are we actually thinking about this as a data monetization play? Is this an opportunity to augment the way that we think about personalization? So there's just lots of things that I think data will unlock in terms of value, and I think that there needs to be in every organization. 
some modicum of evangelism to every part of the organization. Yeah. And you mentioned personalization. I know you and I have talked in the yeah. past about, I mean, as you know, I love live music. <laughs> I'm a big ticket master uh, customer. And I know you and your team are working on some really interesting innovations in the, uh, in the concert experience, personalization, and other um, innovations to, um, to make it a better experience. Can you tell the audience about some of those? Yeah, I would say, you know, or certainly at, at our scale, um, the heartache in li live events comes at the point of access, mm -hmm. right? Um, uh, in 2015, the biggest tour we had on sale was Adele. Um, Adele's not going to play 300 dates. Mm. Fish doesn't play 300 dates oh, either. There it is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but but you know when she has she has you know 54 dates and 400,000 tickets to sell, and there are 10 plus million people in the queue at at 10:01. Um, that's a structural problem in our industry. And so we have to go and find, unlocked by data, new opportunities to ensure that tickets get into the hands of real fans, mm -hmm. um, that they are not scooped up by bots or bad actors along the way. And so some of our innovation is, is born from the nature of the data that we have access to. Mm -hmm. We always say data is Ticketmaster's greatest uh, asset. And so, building really cool, innovative products that unlock value for our customers, like programs like Verified Fan, et cetera, um, are at the linchpin of how I think we are going to disrupt ourselves and the industry yeah. in terms of identity-based ticketing. Great. Yeah, thanks. I, d I did see Adele on that tour, and she was <laughs> phenomenal. She was. Really wonderful. Um, so we have some questions from the audience. The first one is about the move from, um, from data strategy to marketing. How did you get IT on board and what role does IT play today? Um, you know, I think for us, we think very much at Ticketmaster about um, leadership pods as we go into every project, right? We think about how do you have a business voice in the room? How do you have your product strategist in the room? How do you have your engineering or technology lead? And, and then, you know, your program lead to think about that. And, you know, you call that your core four in a box. Um, so we don't kick off projects without a sense of partnership. Um, and so for us, as we think about that success, I think it's it starts with that upfront alignment across um, those leaders. And we are very mission-based. So the objective is what brings people together. Mm -hmm. Right. And who are some of those most important internal allies that you work with? Um, I think for, for where we sit, um, we need to be holistic around what that opportunity is. So that's everyone from our product uh, experience team mm -hmm. to our, uh, you know, our contact center that's really sort of the voice of the fan that's saying, this is where we're having issues with the experience. Um, you know, Christine Chu, who's sitting in the front row, mines our data every single day to go, here's where I see friction, here's where I see opportunity, you know, and then bringing those voices together to say, okay, now what do we do about it? What do we choose to participate in? Where do we think we can add value? Not in terms of our business objectives, but in terms of fan value, because we think that you know, to the conversation about lifetime value, that's the only thing. You've got to be customer centric. Right. Otherwise, um, you know, uh, I, I think that if 
if the journey looked a lot like it did years ago, where it was buy a ticket, buy a ticket, buy a ticket, buy a ticket. Oh, wait, you're not in the market to buy a ticket. I actually have nothing to talk to you about. Mm -hmm. um, flipping that on its head and being more customer centric has really evolved where we find our opportunities. I, I mean, I've noticed it as a Ticketmaster customer in your emails and communications with me. Um, it is a lot more targeted, right. although I'm probably pretty easy to target because I like a certain type of music. Fish. Fish. <laughs> um, Moving on, <laughs> how, how do you maintain um, continued investment in your data journey? I mean, we're at the end of the year. I'm sure you're working on submitting your budget for next year. Um, how do you keep executives from wanting to just move on? I, I think, um, so we're, we're at the kind of peak of the, hey, if you want a lot of the growth to be unlocked in other parts of the business beyond marketing, um, we're, we're at that inflection point where there is an appetite, not only within Ticketmaster to, to make the data available um, and accessible at a larger scale across lots of different business functions, um, but now um, that unlock and that value going all the way up to the Live Nation enterprise. That's a, this is a, a, an amazingly interesting time. Um, you know, I think for for me, it's it's also really honestly setting expectations that this is a journey that doesn't end, right? Right, mm -hmm. and so it's about moving forward, um, but but setting expectations that the marathon has mile markers, right? Right, mm -hmm. and so you're going to realize value at mile one, at mile two, at mile three. Um, and, and that feedback loop is going to inform mile four and five mm -hmm. and six. And so um, I think it's been really exciting. It's, it, it's been, as, as the team knows, three and a half years of advocacy uh, to get to a place where we're really prepared and proven out that we can, we can create a step change return uh, on these data investments. Yeah, yeah, I, I love what you said. I mean, in addition to starting narrowly, I think also having those short-term goals are so important. If your only goal is the end of the marathon, you're probably not going to get there. Um, but you probably will have lost the attention by the time you're halfway there. Yeah, yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, so one question is about the uh, responsibility of IT with regard to data and data strategy if ownership of the data strategy lines uh, lies with your team. Um, I, I, I don't think it exclusively lies with our team. Um, mm. The nice thing is because we are one of the um, near-term pragmatic users of the data at scale, it gives us a unique position to think uh, about our data strategy, um, you know, I think there's more maturity around our transactional data, our financial data, our settlement data. But, you know, I think when you talk about identity and you talk about that being at the epicenter, I do think marketing um, has a lot of those use cases, has a lot of the opportunity to unlock those. And that's why I think we sit very, very close to that product strategy. Um, and you know, I'll keep pointing to my team at the front row. That's why our, our product strategy leads um, sit both on top of marketing, mar marketing technology, as well as data and data services. So, so that ecosystem, I think, is, um, is actually highly synergistic. 
Right, right. Um, so we have time for one more question. I see the ticket fees question on there. I hope everybody realizes Ticketmaster is a business, a for a for profit business, like most of you are. So um, this is the first question I get when I get in an Uber. Um, <laughs> every single time. Um, you know, I think I think we're living in an experienced economy. Ticketmaster's forty two years old. Um, and and has been in the service organization for a very 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 long time. I think that there's a there, there's a GAO report out there um, that that actually breaks down where all the fees go to. Um, something that I think Ticketmaster has historically um, held the brunt of on behalf of clients uh, of our platform. Right, we we operate both a market a consumer facing marketplace as well as a, a saber like sort of client platform um, and and the fees to help keep the lights on on both sides. Um, but I do think that, you know, in, a, in an era in which, um, you know, there's Ubers, there's Postmates, there's there's a lot, Airbnb, there, there's a lot of fees out there. What what Ticketmaster can, can and continues to do is raise the bar on value back to consumers mm -hmm. um, and make those fees more palatable and understood in what that exchange of value is. That's a great answer. I, I actually wasn't going to ask you the, the questions, so I applaud you for answering that. Well done. I did put it on the blacklist. <laughs> I know, I know. Catherine, thank you so much for being here. It's been, it's been really great. Thank you. Want to learn more? Hear from speakers from companies like Ticketmaster and WeWork and network with more than 300 industry leaders at Forrester's Data Strategy and Insights Forum. Join us November 5th and 6th in Austin, Texas. For more information and to reserve your seat, visit for.com slash data 2019. That's forr.com slash data 2019. Thanks for listening. <laughs>